Now what happened? Musa a.s. He was adopted by Pharaoh. His life was spared. And he was raised by his mother. So he had some Islamic, you could say, upbringing. Right? And at the same time, he was amongst the family of Pharaoh. So he had a royal upbringing also. وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ But we can see very clearly that he was neither fully from the people of Fir'aun nor was he fully from the Bani Israel. وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَلَمَّا and when بَلَغَ he reached أَشُدَّهُ his full strength. His أَشُدْ Meaning when he was a grown-up man he reached his full strength and this must be around the age of 30. وَاسْتَوَى And he Literally, istawa means he became even. Okay? And what it means is that he became mature. But why this word istawa? Became even. When is something even? When it's balanced. When everything that's supposed to be there is there. Right? And it's in equal amount or in a fair amount. So over here it means that he was mature. How? Physically, mentally, emotionally, Alright? Well balanced. He was complete. Because we see that, for example, younger people. Alright? They may have a lot of strength, but when it comes to the maturity of the mind, it's not there. They haven't reached their ashud yet. You understand? Likewise, when a person becomes old, then they have a lot of mental maturity, but they don't have physical strength. You understand? So, Istawa, it means physically, mentally, emotionally, he was matured. And istawa also means to rise, right? Istawa ala al-arsh. So istawa, he rose meaning in his mental capabilities. He increased, he grew in his mental capabilities. So walamma balaga ashuddahu wastawa atainahu hukman wa ilma. We gave him wisdom and knowledge. Meaning eventually, Musa a.s. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled his second promise also. He made him amongst the messengers. وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And thus, we reward those who do ihsan. And we learned that this came later on, right? This came later on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him prophethood when? When he left Egypt, lived in Madian for 10 years or so, and then when he was leaving in his journey, that is when he received prophethood. But why is this mentioned over here before the actual events that occurred? To show, to indicate that Allah fulfilled His, His promise. Because there were two promises made, right? So both the promises were fulfilled. Now, one thing that we notice over here is, حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, وَكَذَلِكَ النَّجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ This is the reward of who? Those who do ihsan. What is the reward of ihsan? What is the reward of ihsan? Hukum and ilm. Look at the ayah. We gave him hukum and ilm. And this is the reward of who? Those who do good. Which means that if we want to increase in our knowledge, if we want to increase in our wisdom, what is it that we need to do? Ihsan. And what is ihsan? Excellence. Excellence, bringing beauty. In what way? That first of all, in anything that a person does, doing it at the level of excellence, doing it properly, beautifully, not half-heartedly, and leaving it unfinished, doing it with ihsan. You know, for example, if you've taken level one 
let's say, English writing course, for instance, okay? Level 100 or something like that. The first level, if you've taken that, if you don't do it with Ihsan, if you don't do it with Ihsan, which means that you're not getting the right mark, will you be able to take level 200 course? Will you be able to? No. And even if you somehow manage to get in that course, will you really do well? No, you can't. You know, this is why we see that if a person's, for instance, if their math is weak, what happened? Grade 7. That is where they fell. Right? So now, go back to grade 7 math, perfect those concepts, and then come back to the level that you're in. Right? So when a person does something with excellence, he grows in his knowledge, he grows in his wisdom also. Right? So, ilm, hukum are a result of ihsan. Then we see ihsan, meaning ihsan is also doing good to Allah's creation, being good with them, being helpful. And when a person is reaching out to others, is he not going to learn about them? Is he not going to grow in his experience and his knowledge? Yes. You know, one is a person who is just selfishly living in his own life. My money, my shopping, my fashion, my clothes, my house, my marriage, my children, my this, my that, mine, 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 everything. Doesn't have any idea about what's going on in the community. Right? What do they know about the community? What do they know about people in general? They have no clue. Right? But when a person reaches out to others, doing ihsan, for example, helping out at some center, helping out at a hospital or anything like that, aren't they going to grow in their knowledge and experience? This is something very easy to understand. The problem is we want to increase in our knowledge, we want to have wisdom. But we have to acquire it. We have to earn it. And how is it that we earn it? Through ihsan. وَدَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ Now Musa when he was older, what happened? دَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ He entered the city. عَلَى حِينِ غَفْلَةٍ So over here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically telling us that the plan was not complete yet. How exactly was Musa given prophethood? This is how it started. That he entered the city at a time of غفلة. What is غفلة? غفلة. Like, you know, a person could be sitting in a class and they are in غفلة. Because they don't know which ayah it is, what word it is, what discussion it is. They're thinking about what they saw on TV last night, or the next episode that will be coming tonight. Maybe... Allahu A'lam. So, ghafla is a state of inattention, when you don't know what's going on. Ghafil is also used for a person who's negligent, meaning who's not showing the proper care and attention that something requires, that something demands. Alright? So, hini ghaflatin, at a time of inattention, meaning the people were not really in the city. They didn't really know what was going on. Why? Because... It was a time of afternoon nap. Everybody was resting. Or it was perhaps some holiday when people were not around. So basically the markets, the streets were empty. Maybe it was really hot at that time. So basically people were not concerned about what's going on in the streets, what's going on outside. You understand? Just think of it this way. If it's really, really hot, really hot, do you have any clue of what's going on outside? No, you don't. Why? Because you're inside, you've closed the shutters, and you're just, you know, eating your freezies and you're relaxing. Right? 
So, حِينِ غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا From its people. Meaning the people were not attentive at what was going on. فَوَجَدَ So Musa a.s. When the streets were empty, he went in the city and he found fiha in it, meaning in the city, رَجُلَيْنِ Two men. So there's nobody around. And he just finds these two men. What were these two men doing? يَقْتَتِلَانِ They were both fighting each other. يَقْتَتِلَانِ From اقْتِتَال اقْتِتَال To try to do قَتْل of each other. So they weren't just fighting, they were trying to really kill each other. So he sees two people fighting. هَذَا This, meaning one guy, مِنْ شِيَعَتِهِ Was from his Shia. Remember the word Shi'an? We read at the beginning of the surah that Fir'aun had divided his people into Shia, into two factions, two parties. And we went into the detail of the word Shia. Right? So one person was from his Shia, meaning from his party, meaning the one that he was related to. Which one is that? It was the Bani Israel. Wahada and this, meaning the other one was min aduwe from his enemy, from the side of his enemy, meaning he was from the people of Fir'aun. So these two people are fighting. Now Musa alayhi salam, he's there. He doesn't just say, okay, enjoy fighting, happy fighting, and he walks away. No, he's there, and as he's there looking, fastagathahu. So he asked him for help. Istagatha from the root letters, gain ya. غيث غيث is rain alright and when people don't have water when there's famine what do they desperately need? water they need rain so istagatha is to ask for help but to ask for help in a desperate manner at a desperate time just as rain is much needed right and it's needed at a certain time. Same way, what the person is asking for is also very urgent. So, فَاسْتَغَاثَ He's like, come and help me now. Now, I need your help. You understand? So, فَاسْتَغَاثَ He asked him for help. Who called him for help? الَّذِي The one who مِنْ شِيعَتِهِ From his Shia, from his group. Who is this? The Israeli man. He begged Musa a.s. Come and help me now, urgently, immediately. Against who? Allah against Alladhi the one who min aduwihi from his enemy. And who was that? The Fir'auni. Right? So, the Israeli man, he started calling Musa a.s. for help. That come and help me now, now. I need your help. You know like when someone creates a scene and they're like, I need your help right now, now. Not a minute later, not a second later. So you don't even give the opportunity to the other person to think. You understand? To create urgency. So he created this urgency. So what happened? Musa a.s. He came to help and in that urgency, he helped without even thinking what he was doing. So what happened? فَوَكَزَهُ Musa. Musa a.s. فَذَنْ وَكَزَهُ He وَكَزَ the man. What is wakaza? Wakaza, wauka it's pretty obvious. Waks is to strike with the fist. Strike with the fist. So do that with your hand, make a fist. Okay? Strike with the fist. Now, if you're punching, basically it's to punch, right? When you punch, does your hand go down or up if you're standing? It's gonna go upwards, right? Not necessarily, unless if the person is on the floor. 
Alright? But generally, I mean, if you're standing, it's gonna go upwards. Okay? Not even straight, but slightly upwards. So, Musa a.s. wakaza. This is why the word waks is also to beat with the fist upon the chin. Okay? So to beat someone with the fist where? On their chin. So what's the aim? The face. So for wakazahu Musa, Musa a.s. he punched him, he struck him with his fist on the chin or on the chest. Wakaza is also understood as push. Okay? So Allahu alam whether it was directly on the face or the chin or the chest, but somewhere up here. And unintentionally, فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ قَضَى عَلَيْهِ He killed him. قَضَى From the root letters قَاف ضَاد يَا قَضَى literally means to complete something. قَضَى عَلَيْهِ Complete him, meaning complete the matter upon him, did away with him, got over with him, meaning he killed him. Was his intention to kill? No. He didn't intend to kill that man. He just intended to Strike him to move him away, to fight him. But what happened? It resulted in accidental murder. So Musa salam qala, he said, هَذَا مِنْ عَمَلِ shaytan. This is from the work of shaytan. Why? How? How was this from the work of shaytan? Because Musa salam hastily came into that fight. He didn't find out who was at fault. He didn't really consider the whole situation. He just responded to the scream. Alright? And he quickly went and he punched without even thinking where his punch was gonna land up or how strong of a punch it was. And what do we learn from hadith? That al-ajala, this hastiness is from who? Minash shaytan. It is from shaytan. So he said, هَذَا مِنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ This is from the work of shaytan. إِنَّهُ indeed he عَدُوٌ He is an enemy. مُضِلٌ One who leads astray. مُبِينٌ Clear. Meaning he's clearly an enemy who doesn't want any good for anybody, but he wants to lead them astray. Musa a.s. is not justifying that, oh, it was a mistake. No, he doesn't justify it. Because murder is wrong, even if it is accidental. Remember that. Murder is wrong, pure wrong, even if it is accidental. And shaitan, he orders people to cause unnecessary bloodshed. Because when one person is killed, how many more do you think are going to be killed because of that one murder? How many more? Many, many more. You know, for example, we learn about the Arabs, that there were these tribes that were at war with each other, Okay, for many, many years. And the whole problem started with one murder. One murder resulted in so many wars, so many battles, and so many lives lost. So this is the work of shaitan. إِنَّهُ عَدُوٌ مُضِلٌ مُبِينٌ This is something that sparks violence between people. Musa said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, inni ظَلَمْتُ nafsi. Indeed, I have done ظُلْم on myself. I have wronged myself. This is not just ظُلْم on the other, that his life was taken, but this is ظُلْم on myself, that I killed a man, even if it was by accident. فَغْفِرْ لِي So forgive me. What happened then? فَغَفَرَ So Allah forgave him. So He forgave him. This is amazing. Just look at the sequence over here. Immediately Musa a.s. realized his mistake 
And immediately he sought forgiveness from Allah. And what do we see? Immediately he is forgiven also. فَغَفَرَ لَهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Indeed, he is the forgiving, the merciful. Musa salam was well-intentioned. We see that Musa salam was someone with a very high conscience. He was not oblivious to his surroundings. And in this situation where two people were fighting, he wanted to help. And, you know, generally, what was the situation at that time? That it was the people of Fir'aun who were oppressing the Bani Israelis. Right? So here, Musa salam thought that clearly it would be the Fir'auni man who is wrong. And this is why Musa salam he attacked him. But it was not right to kill. It was not correct to become violent. What does this teach us? That even if a person is oppressed, is violence the solution? Is it the solution? No. It's never going to solve the problem. It's going to aggravate the problem. It's going to make it even worse. Because shaitan wants us to act hastily, without thinking, without proper planning. And proper planning, in order to defend oneself, in order to fight the enemy back, it requires time, it requires a lot of work, a lot of patience. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ in his life also, in Mecca, were, were the Muslims allowed to fight back? Were they? No, not at all. Even though they were being oppressed? Yes. Why? Because when you fight back, you fight back with dignity from a position of strength, so that you can actually overcome the enemy. You can actually do that. And if you don't have that strength, you cannot even overcome the enemy, you don't have the means, you don't have the resources, then being violent with the enemy is only like poking the bear. Right? When you poke a bear, when you wake the bear up, what's gonna happen? He's gonna come and bite you back and cause you more harm and put you in a worse condition than you were in previously. This is why the Muslims, so many times they insisted, they asked the Prophet ﷺ to permit them to fight back. Did he allow? No. Why? Because Allah did not allow. And when the Muslims left Mecca, they were in Medina, they were free, they had this position of strength, then Allah ordered them to fight, even though they were not fully equipped. Just look at the battle of Badr. How was that? 300 Muslims versus a thousand. Is there any match? No, there isn't. But because this was still a position of strength, they had dignity. They were free. They could fight back. They had the right to fight back. This was a proper way of fighting back. And this is the reason why the Prophet ﷺ, he led the Muslims in so many battles, one after the other, and eventually, they overcame the enemy. Remember that, Violence is never the solution. So, Rabbi inni ghalamtu nafsi. Musa salam is begging Allah for forgiveness. Faghfirli, faghfarala. Oh Allah, you forgive me, and Allah forgave him. What does this show to us? That even if a person has committed a crime like that of murder, accidental murder, okay, even that is forgivable. Allah can forgive any sin, any sin. Whatever that sin is, as long as a person repents at the right time. As long as a person repents at the right time. You know, just like sabr is at the first blow of calamity. Likewise, seeking forgiveness, ideal is that a person should seek forgiveness immediately. 
Immediately, meaning as soon as he realizes, he did something wrong. Instantly. Instant istighfar will bring instant forgiveness also. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah is amazed at his servant when he says, La ilaha illa anta, inni qad zalamtu nafsi, faghfir li dhunubi, innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa anta. When a servant says, La ilaha illa anta, there is no God worthy of worship but you, inni qad zalamtu nafsi, indeed I have wronged myself, faghfir li dhunubi. So, O oh Allah, forgive me my sins, innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa anta, none can forgive sins except you. When a person says this, Allah is amazed. And Allah says, my servant has known that his Lord can forgive him and punish him too. And when a person has this realization, then Allah will also forgive him. So what happened? Musa salam is forgiven. And basically what that means is that his sin was covered. It was hidden. It wasn't exposed. Nobody else saw that. It was just these three people. Everybody else was, was not there, right? So one person is dead and the other Israeli man is very happy, right? That he was saved. Now what happened? Qala. Musa salam he said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, bima an'amta alayya, because you bestowed favor on me, you saved me here, you didn't expose my crime over here, falan so never akuna, I will be zahiran, a supporter lil mujrimin for the criminals. He understands what crime is, what is crime? Being violent. And basically he's saying that I'm never ever going to support people who are violent, I'm never going to help them. And this is tawbah. That a person seeks forgiveness for what he did, and then he promises never to do it again. You understand? This is true repentance, that a person seeks forgiveness for what he did before, the wrong that he committed. And then, now he promises that I'm never going to do this again. I'm going to do my best to keep away from these things. But what happens? When you repent, you're going to be tested. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is definitely going to put you in a similar situation again to see how true you were in your repentance. You understand? Like for example, a person says, that's it. Khalas. From today onwards, I'm not going to shake hands with non-mahram men. And then what happens? The next day, or the next week, you end up in a situation where a man extends his hand out to you. Now what are you going to do? You made a promise with Allah and Allah put you in test. Prove it that your repentance is real. Same thing happened with Musa alayhi salam. فَأَصْبَحَ He became fil Madina in the city خَائِفًا Afraid, fearful. يَتَرَقَّب Anticipating exposure. يَتَرَقَّب is from رَاقَفْ بَ تَرَقُّب تَرَقُّب is to be on the lookout, to lie in wait. Right? So he was on the lookout, you know, extremely alert that maybe somebody's gonna come after me, maybe somebody's gonna ask me about this. You know when a person has done something wrong, and yes, their mistake is hidden, it's just a matter of time. Right? So, what happened? فَإِذَا Then suddenly, meaning he was somewhere out, then suddenly, what happened? الَّذِي The one who istansarahu, The one who asked him for nasr. istansarah. Look at the word istansara. What's the root over here? Nasr. Nasr is help. And istansara, what does it mean? To ask for 
nasr meaning to ask for help so the one who had asked him for help bil amsi by the yesterday meaning yesterday the guy who asked him for help who was that guy who was that man the israeli man right now what happened all of a sudden musa alayhisalam finds him and the same man is yastasrikhuhu yastasrikhuhu from the root letters sad ra kha sarkh okay and sarkh means to scream to cry and istirakh is to cry out for help to scream and yell for help basically to make a scene and to dramatize you know the one's need so he really made a scene over here and he was crying out to musa alayhisalam for help now what do we see why is he crying out for help why is he screaming for help he's trying to manipulate musa alayhisalam he used him the day before and he's thinking that now again today i can use him yesterday he killed a man for me today also i can have him kill this person for me what do we see over here this man who was violent fighting yesterday somebody and now today again he's fighting another person musa alayhisalam is in a similar situation as he was the day before but did he learn from his mistake did he yes he did qala lahu musa musa alayhisalam said to him innaka indeed you laghawiyyum mubin surely you are ghawi you are a deviator you are in deviation ghawa what is ghawa ma dalla sahibukum wa ma ghawa to be deviated to not be on the right course so you are clearly wrong mubin clearly meaning there's no doubt about your error again you are fighting you are definitely a troublemaker your fasad is evident falamma than when an that arada he intended who intended musa alayhi salam intended an that yabtisha he should strike batsh ba ta shin batsh is to strike but it also means to get hold of to seize Yes the day before Musa alayhi salam what did he do without even thinking he just went and wakaza now he is going to do batsh he is going to seize he is going to grab who is he going to grab billadi the one who who he is aduwallahuma an enemy to both of them who is this enemy the firauni so this time Musa alayhi salam does not step forward to smack him to punch him he is stepping forward in order to grab him All right? And there is a difference. If you enter a fight with punching, may Allah protect all of us. May we never be a part of such a thing. It's amazing how women can also be very violent with each other, pulling each other's hair and, you know, punching each other. So, if a person enters a fight punching, what does it show? That they want to fight. But if a person enters that confrontation by grabbing somebody, what does it mean? They're pulling them away. Right? they're going to pull them away because they want to stop the fight so this was what musa alayhisalam wanted when i had to do that the israeli man he got scared he's like musa just called me ghawiyum mubin he's going to expose me so before he exposes me i should expose him you see his trick over here he's afraid that now the fight is going to stop All right? Musa is going to ask me why I'm fighting and then yesterday's fight is going to come up 
And then it's going to be known that I am a very violent person and I've been in one fight after the other. So before Musa exposes me, let me expose him. So that is what he did. Qala, he said, Ya Musa, O Musa, Aturidu, do you want an taqtulani that you kill me? Kama just as qatalta nafsan, you killed a person bil amsi yesterday? Are you going to kill me, Musa? Just like you killed somebody yesterday? Is that what you're going to do? In turidu, you do not want illa except an takuna that you should be jabbaran fil ard, a tyrant in the land. He's accusing Musa alaihissalam that you want to be a jabbar, you just want to go and kill others, forcing your own way, forcing your own will. Wama turidu, and you do not intend an takuna that you should be min al muslihin of those who make amends. Meaning, you're not entering this fight in order to really solve a problem. You just want to. Cause bloodshed. What do we see over here? Musa a.s. helped this man the day before. And now he turns against Musa a.s. What does this show? His selfishness. Right? In order to protect himself, he exposed Musa a.s. And what does this show? What does this show? About the Israeli man. Who was he loyal to? What was he concerned about? Nobody, nothing but himself only. And this is one of the, you can say, sad consequences of slavery. That when a person is enslaved, not just physically but even mentally, for so long, then he loses respect for others. He becomes only selfish, concerned. So the Bani Israel, enslaved for so long, what happened? Only concerned about, this man is only concerned about himself. He doesn't even show any you know, gratitude to Musa for having saved his life the other day. Now what happened? This was not a time of ghafla. Okay? So when this man exposed Musa what do you think happened? The news, it spread. It spread like wildfire. And it reached Fir'aun also. And Musa was in trouble. So what happened? وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ A man came مِنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ From the farthest end of the city. Aqsa. You know Masjid Al-Aqsa? Right? Why is it called Aqsa? Because it was really far from Mecca. Okay? Quswa. We have learned that word also. That which is far. So Aqsa Al-Madinati, farthest end of the city. And this man came, Yas'a. He was running. Running, running, running. He came to Musa a.s. Why did he come to Musa a.s. to warn him? Qala, he said, Ya Musa, O Musa, inna al-mala, indeed the eminent ones, ya'tamiruna bika, they are conferring over you. Ya'tamiruna from the root letters, Hamza, Mimra, Amr. What does Amr mean? Command, instruction, affair, matter. And i'tamara, ya'tamiru is to take Amr from each other. Alright? Meaning to discuss. To discuss. So they are discussing your matter, deciding your affair, they're deciding about what they're going to do with you. يَأْتَمِرُونَ بِكَ لِيَقْتُلُوكَ So that they can kill you. They want to kill you in revenge for what happened the day before. فَخْرُجْ So get out, go, leave. إِنِّي لَكَ Indeed I am for you مِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ Of those who are sincere. Meaning I'm telling you the truth and I want the best for you. Don't wait to go and to confirm what I have told you. Just trust me, go, leave. Because if you stay here, they're going to come and find you. And once they come and find you, they're definitely going to kill you. So what happened? فَخَرَجَ مِنْهَا So right there and then Musa alayhi salam, خَرَجَ مِنْهَا He got out of it. Got out of where? 
of the city. He left it. Khaifan, fearful, afraid. Afraid of who? Fir'aun and his people. Yataraqqab. He was anticipating, meaning he was watching out for himself. You know like if a person is running for safety, he's afraid, but at the same time he's going to keep looking around to his right, to his left, back, right? So yataraqqab, watching out for his safety and his life. Qala, he said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, najini, save me min al-qawmi al-zalimeen from the wrongdoing people. Why does Musa a.s. call Fir'aun's people zalim? Because they were doing zulm, weren't they? On who? On the Bani Israel. But think about it. If over here, Musa a.s. is brought on trial, isn't that justified? Because he committed an accidental murder, right? So why does he expect zulm from them? Why does he expect zulm from them? Because he was, after all, an Israeli. And he did not expect Fir'aun's people to be fair in the trial. If they were fair, then that would not be zulm. You understand? He did not expect them to be fair. And this is why he said, رَبِّ نَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Save me, rescue me from the wrongdoing people. What do we see over here? Musa a.s. made a mistake. He spoke to Allah. He said, Oh Allah, forgive me. Over here he's in trouble. He's saying, Oh my Lord, you save me. Oh my Lord, you save me. So those who love their Lord, what do they do? What do they do? They talk to their Lord at every step. Alright, let's listen to the recitation. وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَاسْتَوَىٰ آتَيْنَاهُ حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَدَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ عَلَىٰ حِينِ غَفْلَةٍ مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا فَوَجَدَ فِيهَا رَجُلَيْنِ يَقْتَتِلَانِ فَوَجَدَ فِيهَا رَجُلَيْنِ يَقْتَتِلَانِ هَذَا مِنْ شِيعَتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ عَدُوِّهِ فَاسْتَغَاثَهُ الَّذِي مِنْ شِيعَتِهِ عَلَى الَّذِي مِنْ عَدُوِّهِ فَوَكَزَهُ مُوسَى فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ قَالَ هَذَا مِنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ عَدُوٌ مُضِلٌ مُبِينٌ قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي ظَلَمْتُ نَفْسِي فَاغْفِرْ لِي فَغَفَرَ لَهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ قَالَ رَبِّ بِمَا أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّ فَلَنْ أَكُونَ ظَهِيرًا لِلْمُجْرِمِينَ فَأَصْبَحَ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ خَائِفًا يَتَرَقَّبُ فَإِذَا الَّذِي اسْتَنْصَرَهُ بِالْأَمْسِ يَسْتَصْرِخُ قال له موسى إنك لغوي مبين فلما 
من اراد ان يبطش بالذي هو عدو لهما قال يا موسى قال يا موسى اتريد ان تقتلني كما قتلت نفسا بالامس إن تريد إلا أن تكون جبارا في الأرض وما تريد أن تكون من المصلحين وجاء رجل من أقصى المدينة يسعى قال يا موسى قال يا موسى إن الملأ يأتمرون بك ليقتلوك فاخرج فاخرج إني لك من الناصحين فخرج منها خائفا يترقب قال رب نجني من القوم الظالمين. Okay, now share something with the person standing next to you. You're awfully quiet and that's making me feel very awkward. So please talk. Any questions about the story so far? Is there anything that's unclear to you? Yeah, go ahead. Haman. Okay. Haman was Fir'aun's wazir. Alright. And wazir is basically a person who is always by the side of a king or a person in authority whom they consult on every matter. Alright. Very close to them. So Fir'aun and Haman. Because remember that a person doesn't just make decisions by themselves, even at such a high position, high rank. They consult their matters with someone. Right? So this was, Haman was the wazir of Fir'aun. Any other question about the story of Musa a.s.? Yeah. I mean, there's different forms of this. You know, there's a council. Sometimes there's another individual with a different title. Okay. Any other question? Clear? Go ahead. Qipti? Qipti? Qipti. Yeah, Qaf Balta. In Surah Yusuf, we learned that Yusuf salam, who was one of the twelve brothers, he ended up in Egypt. Remember, he was brought in as a slave. He was sold as a slave. And he ended up from there into the prison. And then from the prison, he was freed because he interpreted the dream of the king. And the king was very happy with him. And he also gave him the high position of managing the resources of the land because of the famine that was to come. And Yusuf salam, was there and his brothers came to buy food. And then basically... Yusuf had his whole family come and settle with him in Egypt. So at that time, it was just the 12 brothers and their families, and then eventually, those families, they turned into tribes, and the population grew. But the locals, they felt threatened by the immigrants. So is this very safe as a relative, safe relative as 
Of course. Bani Israel are, another term for them is the Yehud. Okay? Yes. It's clear that he was given revelation after Madian, not at this point. Okay? But for sure he was raised as a Muslim. He had belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very strong faith as we can see that at a time of great difficulty he's turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any other question? Yes. Okay. I want you to look at your first juz. Okay? And where we first learned the word Bani Israel, I gave you the meaning of Israel. Okay? What it actually means. So I want you to look at that. This is your homework. Okay? So next week, inshallah, I want the answer from you. Okay? I can give you the answer, but I want you to revisit your notes and see what you have written.